Hello and welcome to Geordie Happiness Hero. I am so excited to be joined this evening by Ronnie Chowdhury. Did I say your name correctly? That was perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, oh no. I, I, I usually always make sure I pronounce it correctly before I start recording. But, <laughs> eh. I met Ronnie years ago. You probably don't even remember this, but the first time I met you was you were in a production. I believe it was a um edwin drood is that called the, what the place called but it was oh, at the palace the yes. palace was then like the mystique or something it was one of the old names and you were very young you're probably young high school at that time but they hired me to come out and do like really old time looking photos of the cast for i don't even know what they used the photos for to be quite honest all i know is that i came out into the pictures and I remember watching you in the show. I thought you were much older than you actually were, not because of, like you looked older, but because you were a very mature in your performance. Like you didn't seem like a young little high schooler. And so I knew like, oh, this girl, she's going places with her her mm -hmm. acting skills and her like maturity in that field. And I was right. And then I <laughs> met you again years later. I was prop manager or something i i wasn't in mama mia but i was doing the props and i was working at the palace and you were sophie in mama and you were adorable sophie you did such a good job and again you just had crazy talent and i think you were just in town during covid right like it was for the it summer was, or something yes it was the summer and it was here i'm trying to get there we go it was the summer and i was home and looking for something to do yeah it was <laughs> and i had wanted to do a show with Gil, who was in it and was a childhood bestie for years, I was like, oh, we've graduated. Let's do something again mm -hmm. together. And it just kind of all came together. Yeah, and, and you're both brilliant in that. It's so funny. People do not realize the talent that comes through Pocatello, Idaho. It's just such it's a random little place, but it's intense because Gil is also now on national tours, like Broadway tours and doing amazing things. I went and watched him in Wilmington on the I National. saw you got yeah. to see that for Legally Blonde. You, yep. you lucky duck. Oh my goodness. It was, it was. And I was lucky I even got a ticket because by the time I, he had just joined the tour uh, to replace somebody who had to leave. And like, I just found out about it. Like he had just announced some dates and stuff. And I was like, well, he probably doesn't even come close to where I am. So I got on and looked at it. And uh, it turned out he was performing just like the next week in Wilmington, which is right down the road for me. And so I got online and they had like two tickets left. Like it was almost sold out and I got those tickets and it was really, it was really fun to get to go and support him. And it's fun to see you guys doing these amazing, amazing things. And it just reinforces to me that Pocatello has something special. Like there's, there's some big talent that comes out of little Pocatello. Oh, I know it's, it's actually crazy how many people come out or just pass through and, and stop there mm -hmm. to share their work. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a weird special little place. It, really it is. is. It is. It is. It's even the two high schoolers this last year that won what is that thing called? Where they got to go to oh Broadway. Um yes, the Jimmies. The Jimmies, yes. And they you had Kyle and oh I forget her Peyton. name but she's from High Peyton. Yes. Oh, poo. I forgot her last name. Cutie, cuties. I've done shows Hi. myself with Kai. Love Kai. Two pieces. And then Peyton's been in shows with my girls. And I was so excited to see that they both got to have that experience. It was so good. And they're, and again, they are phenomenal performers. They had, oh, yeah. they had every right to be there on that Broadway stage and in that, you know, that uh, cohort of, of other performers because they are just so talented. 
And again, they're both from Pocatello. They that that weird Pocatello stuff. It's like a gem. It's a hidden, a special little hidden gem. Mm-hmm. Something about the training and or the water yeah. that just oh the really... water. Oh, like if you don't grow, maybe not, maybe not water. Yeah. If you don't uh, grow another limb, yeah. like an extra limb, maybe you know <laughs> you grow. You'll come out. It's either that or you're really talented. talented. Yes, yes. Ready to work or something. I don't know. That's funny. It's oh, oh, so funny. So I invited you here tonight, and you are a working actress, but not working right now because of the strike. <laughs> but I invited you here tonight soon. because. I really wanted to get your perspective on a very popular topic from the summer. Um, And I'm calling these episodes my Happiness Hub Movie Club. And tonight's movie will be the summer blockbuster Barbie. Because how can I I not talk about Barbie at some point? And I'm very excited to get into that conversation with you. But before that, I want you to introduce yourself to my listeners and give them three random facts about you. Oh my goodness. Okay. Hi, my name is Ronnie. Three random facts. Um, one, I live in a New York City basement apartment. So the only time I see sunshine is when I leave my house, forcing me to leave every single day. Um, two, well, this, I, you warned me and yet <laughs> I still come prepared. Um, two, my favorite ride roller coaster amusement park ride ever is the tower of terror drop type rides oh yeah (laughs) um i just got back from six flags on sunday and that's all i did all day long it was an amazing time and three um i took a semester off of college to move back to india and try and kind of re-familiarize myself with the language in college. Um, and then I was going back to my workbooks recently and realized, wow, it's so crazy how much you can forget when you don't work on remembering something consistently. It'll leave you like that. Yeah. Three facts. And then a little bit about them. Hey, that's super interesting. And that was interesting, yeah, that you're... Your dad is from India, right? How did, yes. This is random, like random, but how did your dad meet your mom? Where did they meet? How did that happen? How did you come to be, Ronnie? What is your origin story? <laughs> they, Jordy, it could have been a whole other podcast episode, but simply speaking, my mother was studying abroad in India and she met my dad on a train. And it just so happened he spoke very great English and she really was only comfortable speaking English in India. And so they started talking and they exchanged fax numbers. Oh, wow. And she came back to the States, but they continued to fax and they built up a friendship and she ended up going back there to see him. And then they, and she stayed for a while in India. And then he just kind of was like, you want to meet my mom? (laughs) Should we get married? And she went, yeah. And they did. And her family came from Idaho. My mom's from Idaho Falls. Got uh, to see her and she got married in India. And he came back with her. And they've been in Idaho. Ever since. That was, what, 96? 
shared a lot about my parents. <laughs> I don't. Um, but yeah, met on a train in India. Yeah, and there's so many people. Like, just what are the odds? That's incredible. What What are the odds? They're They're crazy people. They're awesome. They're, they're awesome. awesome, and they've they've produced some pretty awesome children as well. <laughs> And me and my sister are pretty cool too. Yes. I cannot lie. Yes. I cannot lie. I agree. All right. So <laughs> back to the Barbie movie because that's why we're here. Absolutely. I'm so excited to pick it apart. But overall, what did you think? What is your opinion of the Barbie movie? Overall, big, you know, kind of umbrella thoughts. I can't lie. I loved it. I had a great, I went opening night day night um i had a great time at the movies i thought the movie was fun was it perfect no yeah. i don't think you know perfect doesn't exist mm -hmm. but i had a great time it was a fun movie i told my mom go see it my sister went and saw it i took my partner he saw it we all went to barbie we all liked barbie and i'll definitely i can guarantee i'll definitely watch it again yeah. What about you? Yes. So my, I have three daughters and they were very pumped about the Barbie movie coming out. We have quite a history of Barbie and, and especially my oldest two, like they love Barbie and my old, my oldest loved Barbie and just held on to that, like loving to play with Barbies and just, she would always just like set up the scene and like have these stories and like, it was she was into it and when she realized that her friends like it finally like hit her that she had a friend that was younger that her that was like hey do you want my barbies because i've kind of outgrown them and she's like i'm too old for barbies like and, and, but it was like devastating like it was a drama devastating drama when it happened so much so that she's like well i can't play with barbies anymore because i'm too old but my sisters can't either because i can't watch them playing with barbies because it's gonna make me feel bad and so she was so mean about it but that's no. it's a little bit of our barbie history uh but they as soon as they saw that there was a Barbie movie coming out, they didn't really even know what it was about, but they had to see it like they wanted to, and they wanted to go opening night. But we were traveling; we were on our way to Ohio for a national cheer competition for my middle daughter, so we had to get tickets for the next day. That like a matinee the day after it came out, and it worked out great because the theater in Columbus, Ohio, that we went to was fancy. It was so cool, and we really enjoyed the movie. Like it was. I guess I didn't go in knowing what to expect necessarily. I was excited to go see it because I too was a child who loved my Barbies. And mm -hmm. I too was a child who loved my bar. My sister nodded, well, maybe a little bit. I was obsessed. Obsessed <laughs> with Barbies. Maybe it's the maybe it's the older sister thing that like maybe it's the older daughter. Because <laughs> my little yeah. sister could have cared less about Barbies. But me, I I loved Barbies. And we went, we all wore pink, like the girls and I all made sure we wore Barbie pink because how can you go to the Barbie movie not wearing Barbie pink? I did too. I did not go expecting to like feel emotional or anything like that. Like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be funny, you know? But you go and you're like, I'm having an existential crisis. Like, it's just, you know, it was, it was it, funny. There was a moment, I mean, it's towards the end. I know the exact, I think, the exact moment I was crying, you were crying. And God bless him, my boyfriend looks around the theater and it's, you know, almost all just women sobbing. 
and there were there were a few standalone people that clearly had just missed the train and were looking around eyes wide open like what what did like, I just, clearly something was missed clearly <laughs> I just didn't understand just a few people who didn't get it. and the rest of us were going through the whole ugh, of what it is to be a woman and to age into this and oh my goodness um but I'll, I'll always remember looking over at partner and his face just going clearly i need to re-watch that last scene because right now and i'm uh, the only person here not crying yeah it was still and i thought like i thought maybe because there was some very heavy stuff in there some mature stuff like it's not a light fluffy whatever Mm -mm. but i thought oh it's all gonna go right over my 10 year old's head like she's probably not having that much fun or whatever but then like next morning we woke up and we're at the hotel and we're eating our waffles in the hotel lobby breakfast area and the girl the older girls are talking about barbie barbie and they were just pissed at ken they were just mad at ken and like the things that ken did in there and venna my youngest who's 10 who i I hadn't even thought had really absorbed what the movie was about. She was like, Ken was not a villain. Ken was a victim. He was a victim of his own insecurities. And I was like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> like that's, that's wow. some big old observations from a 10-year-old. Like my 10-year-old got it. Like yeah. wow. <laughs> oh. She's so right. Yeah. She's so She's so correct. I loved, I loved Ken. I thought he was amazing. Well, one, I I loved Ryan Gosling, and I thought he did a great job as Ken. Mm-hmm. Um, the the technical side to the movie is a whole other conversation that I was obsessed with. But I just loved Ken, and I loved his whole his whole thing with Margot. And I remember, I don't know about you, I remember how I played with my Kens and I was like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. Ken was there <laughs> he was to there. say hi to Barbie and that, and that was yeah. it ever. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as he said hi to Barbie, that was pretty much it. And I think he would sit down on a chair <laughs> until the end and then he'd get packed up. That was it for Ken. Um, go Benna. That was, do all your girls love Barbie? The doll, not the movie, the doll. Um, the older two love loved Barbie. They did. The older two really did it because they mostly played together when, until had to like cut off that stuff and no one could touch the Barbies because she couldn't play with them anymore. But Venna always wanted to, but because she was young and kind of wild, the girls were definitely like, you cannot mess up our Barbies. <laughs> you may not touch them. Like the weird Barbie Barbie, those would have been Venna's Barbies because if they, if they like tried to, ha- there used to be this blog or this video youtube channel called like my froggy stuff and things and then she would do weird things like transfer barbie's head so they this barbie's head looked better on this barbie's body and so then my girls would get in their heads like oh we're gonna do a head transplant i hated this like how much money are you gonna waste on <laughs> but the do- the dolls got real messed up they would throw in what we call the studio room. It was like the dark hole of garbage, or I don't know, like no one went in there, but they would throw them back in there. And then if any Ben got to play with anything, it was like the weird Barbies that got thrown into into outer, uh, whatever, the outer realms of of the dark, uh, evil studio room. Nobody wants to go in there to yeah. spiders. <laughs> Where it just, we are currently in the process of packing up my old house in Pocatello because my parents are trying to move. 
And so we're going through all those dark quarters where we've thrown dolls and toys and things that have just been forgotten and <laughs> truly terrifying to look at now. Oh, um, but it's shocking how many Barbies I, I had. Oh you know, goodness. it's funny. After it the was. Barbie movie, Hadley, who was my biggest lover of Barbies, Hadley went and found, because I couldn't get rid of them. Like, I had the emotional connection. And we'll talk about this in a little bit, like, which character are you? But I had the emotional connection, and I kept a whole bunch of their Barbies. Like, I got rid of a lot and let my nieces take them and stuff like that. But I kept quite a few in this bin that I hauled across the country with me. And Hadley went and found the bin of Barbies, and she found her favorite Barbie in the bin of Barbies. <laughs> because I'm, like, prompted by a... By the Barbie movie, That's like it. she had all the feels, and she now that Barbie is sitting on her guitar, like hanging on her wall. Her like favorite Barbie is sitting on her guitar now. It's <laughs> back. I'm sure she's so happy to have her Barbie back. Yeah. I wish I could find my favorite. I know. Oh my goodness. Like I'd go back and play with them now. Yeah. It, oh, now so much can be learned. So much can be learned. But, right. Oh my god. Yes, it was it was good. It was powerful and there was a lot of really good things and there was a lot of heart tugging deep things. And I feel like I need to go watch it again just because I feel like there's so many nuggets in there that I didn't fully grasp watching it the first time because I was like expecting more light, funny, fluffy, haha. And there are some really funny haha moments, but overall that like, last MC oh my, was mm. funny haha through the, oh my goodness, it killed us. But it came right after like the, that super emotion. So you needed something whiplash. so that you could talk about. Yeah. The, oh my goodness. The movie's like we can't the we can't send crap. you away just bawling in your existential crisis. So here's a whiplash for you to laugh really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. <sighs> and then just go think about it. Yeah. Remember, this is just a movie. Oh, that was good though. <laughs> Spoiler alert, if anybody's listening to this, you should already know that there's going to be spoilers like crazy. So if you still oh, yeah. haven't seen it, I guess my friends here, they're all waiting to stream it because they want to have like a party where we stream it and watch it. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can keep all the secrets. Like if, if everything gets spoiled, it's not my fault. <sighs> it's though if you still haven't had it spoiled at this point. Yeah. Props to you because it's everywhere. Yeah. That's, that is, it's everywhere. All right, so character True. breakdown, Ronnie. Mm, this is okay. I think this is the teacher in me, but I want to go through and have a character breakdown of five of the big characters. There's a lot of characters, and every single character you can talk about, like even like Midge and like the little ones you could talk about. Is that her name? The pregnant it is Barbie. Midge, the pregnant Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I poor pregnant Midge. Barbie. Poor you did. Oh, I had a Midge, and you could pull the stomach aside, and the little baby Barbie could come out i did not have one but i was like i would have loved that like it's i had a midge oh oh yes that's awesome i had all sorts of weird odd i had multiple stacys they you know uh, what i think i missed that bus because they just didn't have that much diversity in barbies when i was in prime barbie age but then with my girls they loved all the like different the different uh body shapes that they're coming out with and different like skin tones and different hairdos and different like all, all of these things all sorts of i'll say when i i guess i'm right in between when we not right in between but i'm younger, younger than me. me but older than daughters <laughs> um but when i was young there wasn't really body diversity in barbie 
in terms of size, but there was more in terms of color. And I, and they had a collection of Indian Barbies oh. and I collected those. And I still, to this day, keep them in pristine condition. And I had all sorts of different kinds of Barbies because my mom was really adamant that I get everything. But body diversity in, in the early 2000s, I don't think was a huge thing for Barbie yet. Yes. See, and I would so. have been like early 90s. So early 90s yeah because yeah. about mid 90s was the time when when my mom was like you're too old <laughs> it's oh i went i was barbies and i have a little sister so i got to hang on to barbies a lot longer but then she was she was american girl and so oh. barbies kind of felt like the wayside and american girl was a better representation for girls to be looking at right my mom liked it more than the ideals that barbie presented yes so. oh i see that I really liked the American Girl books. Those were coming out when I was little, but they didn't really, the, the dolls weren't huge. And if they were huge, I didn't know about it because they were probably way too expensive for me to ever have one. <laughs> they were so expensive, but I loved the books. I loved the movies. I loved the dolls. All the dolls were also different. It wasn't just one doll doing a million things. Yeah. A million different dolls. And they had historical connections. So technically, they taught you something, you know, in a way that Barbie just didn't with Princess and the Popper and yeah, all those yeah. fairy topia. So in Barbie, they mm -hmm. they did try in the movie to represent a lot of the diversity. Like there was a lot of different Barbies in that movie, and I I really enjoyed yeah. that. I really enjoyed, um, yeah, I enjoyed that they had all different kinds of Barbies and both body size and um, even. Not just race, but like a sex, uh, like they have a transgender yes, woman in the movie who is one of the Barbies. And I really liked that. I thought that I love, I'm always one that's like representation. Like, I know that's but pretty empty coming from like a white girl, but. But still it was, and it was a good, it was a good point to see, like, look how easy that was. I, I am also woo representation i'm also i think always the person who argues oh i think we could do a little more mm. and i would say in, in my personal opinion barbie greta gerwig's barbie is no exception i think we could do a little more yeah that being said i loved what i saw yes and that was like very cool and definitely as much as i had different looking barbies i'll say this the barbies i played with when i was little were not nearly as diverse as the Barbies in the movie. So yeah, that's already a big, a big step. Also on that note, I feel like, I don't know about you and where you were when you saw Barbie, but in New York, we were, everyone was dressed like some variation of Barbie or Ken or whatever. And it was just this weird few days period where everyone was calling everyone Barbie. <laughs> so everyone was Barbie. And Barbie was, Barbie was everyone and everyone was Barbie. And we were all walking around going, hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Oh, that's fun. Not stop. But like, it was one of those moments where Barbie could truly be anybody. And you, you know, you felt Barbie inside and. Barbie was diverse because it was everybody. We all, 
ourselves Barbie for like three days. That's awesome. Yeah. That didn't happen in Ohio where I was when it first <laughs> I didn't, but I, every time, every time all summer when I saw a group of girls wearing all pink, I was like, are you going to see the Barbie movie? Like, <laughs> you know, so I, maybe not exactly the same, but there, it was kind of unifying. Like if you could Everyone have that shared experience. Pumped to go see, Bar and you could just tell because they were in that hot, hot pink. Yeah. So they were going to Barbie or coming from Barbie or inspired by Barbie <laughs> to just be rocking hot pink yeah. for the next few days. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's awesome. And it's amazing that a movie can do that. It's art. And I always, I go off on this all the time. Art is a reflection of the human experience. And then we see ourselves in it and we relate to each other and it forms connections and it it's just powerful art is powerful and movies are art absolutely and look at how desperate and eager we all were to come identify and unify behind one so we all heard barbie and we were so ready we just ran we as as humans we all were like Woo, Woo let's go Woo we're barbie yeah 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 character breakdown character breakdown the five Big characters or main characters. There's a lot of characters in this show, but the five characters that I want to break down, like who are they? Who is number one? Barbie. We have to do Barbie first because it is called the Barbie movie. So who is Barbie? Character breakdown. Ooh. Who is Barbie? Barbie, the Margot Robbie bar Barbie. Like stereotypical Barbie. Like the stereotypical. I feel like we all think. When I think stereotypical Barbie, as much as maybe it shouldn't be, my first assumptions or thoughts are always physical. Mm -hmm. She's tall, she's thin, she's white, she's blonde, she's blue-eyed, you know? Mm -hmm. She can do it all. She can be anything. She can be anyone. Mm -hmm. Going more into the, the movie, what we saw in Margot Robbie's, she sees herself as this feminist icon champion for women mm -hmm. and she is but she doesn't understand all of the nuance within that and all of the you know steps ahead she actually has as this tall blonde white attractive woman who can do privilege she just ultimate privilege she's just oozing and she has no idea mm. you know that's stereotypical barbie is so oblivious to reality intersectionality and reality it's almost incredibly gorgeous yes. out of touch she can and be. she's so confident but, too she just lives in this perfect confident bliss where she doesn't need anything and she doesn't need any validation she doesn't need anything she just lives in like happy but yeah that's that's the the crossing of barbie is she can do it all and that's amazing but we've never once kind of thought oh well part of the reason why barbie can do it all is because of the privilege she holds and because she's not and, and that is also, she's not real, right? Privilege, yes, right. but also she doesn't know she's not real. She's just an ideal. She's an ideal that's like an unobtainable, not not reality. But she doesn't know she is until she knows. And then it's like, 
everything comes crashing down. How would she know? Because she is, she comes from a kid's brain and kids don't know that the world doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. And life isn't that easy. And because kids were literally the whole story of Barbie is you can be whatever you want. So kids said, cool, Barbie can be whatever she wants. Done. Check. I understand. There was no more, you know, let me think really about what that means for Barbie. So she has no idea. She just, she's going with who she comes from, which is the mind of children who know no better because that's the beauty of being a kid. Yeah. Yeah. You think so. Absolutely, I'm going to be president. Absolutely, I'm going to be, you know, Supreme Court. And you want her to because that's that's the fun part of being a kid. If every kid walked around going, well, the reality is, if you really look at, you know, yeah, you yeah. Go, okay, well, that's, that's when you know that they're, they're they've kind of left their childhood and they're falling prey yeah. to logic and reality, and it's not as fun. And poor Barbie, poor Barbie, when she's you know, coming to reality in the movie and you're just heartbroken for her. Oh, she just, that's, that's the, that's the losing your, you know, childlike wonder. Yes. That was so sad in Barbie, but to, I guess, wrap up a bit, our, our Barbie slash Margot Robbie Barbie or Greta Gerwig Barbie, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was kind of crazy because at the end she realized, oh no, I want that. I want to be able to experience the highs and the lows and reality because the highs are so much higher, even though the lows are so much lower. Yeah. And choosing that life rather than Barbie land, that's that's wild. Like that's crazy. Yeah, there was like more meaning. Like there's pain, but there was meaning, whereas in perfect fluffy Barbie world. There was just, just being, you know, just, yeah. Just dance. There was no, yep, yes, yes. Oh, I I, I can't say I'd argue very much with that. Like, I wish my job were beach. Like, I could live with that. Oh, my goodness. I would love beach. Yes. I can beach all day. I, I, (laughs) I'll be If I could just beach. Oh, my goodness. And then I wake up. And it's songs and then more party. Oh my gosh. Beautiful outfits that I don't even have to like put myself in. They just magically come on. <laughs> they just the I've been obsessed. Me and me and many of my friends have tried out the turn on Lizzo's pink, the opening number as our alarms in the morning. Oh. <laughs> and it's really quite the game changer. That's funny. I haven't tried that, but I might have to. So we touched on Barbie. Naturally, our next character who we have to touch on is who is Ken? Who is Ken? And this is something that has got a lot of debate out there about this movie because some of the people that went to see the movie were so angry. Like they were so offended. Yes, people, people were up in arms about Ken. I just right off the bat, Ken and Barbie plays the role that women constantly play in male-centric films. (laughs) They're just kind of there. Boy, did it upset people this time around. Good Lord. But it's just that we, we, you know, commented on it in this movie. and, And we brought, you know, we brought focus to he's just there. 
to say how much he loves Barbie. And, you know, Barbie has a great day every day. Ken only has a great day when Barbie (laughs) does that's that's just women in so many male-centric mm-hmm. movies do people have people lost their mind about it? i mean yes more recently we're like yeah well women could do something else that's the point it's funny to see oh look at how odd it is if a guy is there solely to support the the female lead doesn't it feel weird why doesn't it feel weird yes. the other way around um, and then there's just the beauty of Ken, a simple, simple boy <laughs> with simple, simple wants and needs in this world, trying to figure out. Who oh, he and is. that's the biggest part of like that I feel like got lost on so many people that Venom, my ten-year-old, picked up on is that he's not a villain. Ken. The whole time is he doesn't know who the heck he is just like barbie doesn't know who the heck she is like until she starts you know just like barbie has to have like a coming to who she is ken is so confused he's so confused and he sees no played with him he doesn't know who mm-hmm. he is yeah he doesn't he, he just doesn't Sorry. he has he his only purpose has always just been barbie and so he has to when he has to figure out well who am I? And like, though I am Kenuff, like when he has to learn to love himself, when he has to learn to, you know, it's like, it's, it's, there's some big important stuff in there too, you know, <laughs> with Ken. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's the, I'm so obsessed with the realize that the way I realized in the movie, like, oh, these kids or these characters are all interacting with each other, the way kids have them interact and so ken doesn't know who he is no no one gives ken a chance to know who he is he's got to find it out for himself but also now you know maybe someone's going to play with ken and he's going to have his own story separate from everyone he's he's enough all the other kens in their incredible ken bat- battle song i don't know even what to call that um I just can't remember. I don't even think I had multiple Kens. I had one Ken. Um, so I guess this takes away the point. But there was never, there was never play with Kens. You know, Kens would interact. Yeah. Time. <laughs> the way there was play with Barbies. Barbies would. There was never another Ken for Ken to. Yeah, where did, to interact where did with Ken and learn sleep? About it. Where did Kens go? <laughs> Kens just—they were at the bottom of the box. Or maybe dragged off by the dog, yes. you know, and we found him eventually. I I think Ken's one of those characters, I was like, he's not that complicated. We're just shocked because we don't see that portrayal in the form of a Ken. Yes. So my next three, you know, like, I feel like the next three most important characters, even though they're all good characters and they're all important, they all <laughs> teach nuggets if we go find them, are Weird Barbie Gloria, I love America Ferreira. Oh, Gloria and Alan. Like those three were all very, very important, and they all carried their own important weight. Um, yes. Let's do. Let's do. I think Alan. I'm remembering the least about. I think that's on purpose. So we'll do it. We'll do it. 
brief Alan for it's it's because God bless him. He's just Alan. It's so hard to remember him. Never had an Alan. No, I never even heard of an Alan doll until the movie. No, it's but you know what? It makes sense because back to our last point on Ken, there was no you know Ken's playing with Ken's, so there was no need to have an Alan that Ken could play (laughs) with. We were barely playing with Ken. Um, that being said, I think Michael Sarah is hilarious. I love him so much. And I love that he was the one, you know, guy with all the girlies trying to unbrainwash the Barbies. And some people got all testy and thought, like, he was a representation of, like, a gay male. And I don't know why you get testy about that anyway, but I don't think that's the right read anyway. I think that he is just general male population like a real general normal male and then all the other all the other weird pen crap that happens is just patriarchy like that's all it is it's not saying that all men are bad it's saying that men who abuse and subscribe to and act in that gross toxic you know masculine patriarchy bull all that that's what that's more of a comment on that and alan just a regular guy yeah i would i would agree and alan doesn't want to have to deal with you know when when the patriarchy took over barbie land and it was mojo dojo casa house alan alan said you know what i'm good to dip now this is not this is not the kind of world i want to live in i'm out he alan's alan's just a chilling man he liked things how they were. He's not trying to do too much. I I don't remember a ton about Alan, but you know yes. I loved him. He's good. That's that's the takeaway. Weird oh, Barbie. I say oh, I sorry, am Gloria. If I if I relate to any character in the whole movie oh. more than like I relate to Gloria the most because Gloria is the one who is trying so hard to connect with her inner child and to keep that part of her alive to keep that inner child alive uh, i even call my podcast mm-hmm. jordy happiness hero because that's me trying to connect back to my inner child my little jordy you know like it's gloria is the one i most relate to in this movie and like gloria's speech is the speech of the movie when yes have you seen everywhere people people wear post barbie sharing all of the different places they've seen variations of that speech occur um, my favorite, I think, was Jess and New Girl does the I like polka dots and I may like polka dots and sparkles, but that doesn't mean I'm not also tough and strong and da 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 da. Um, and just all the different Women times have that been trying to say those said, things, you know. Ever, you know, we're resurfacing with all of Gloria's speeches, um, which was That's... really gorgeous and really beautiful. I loved Gloria. I loved Gloria's Fashion. kid. That was so much like that was the one I I got that. I remember as much as I loved Barbie, I also remember being in the Barbies are like look at what Barbies stand for phase and that everything wasn't cool and seeing that was kind of part of the magic of Barbie is you saw the kid, you know, come back around to oh no, Barbie is gorgeous and magical and fun. And it's not really about the Barbie. It's about your imagination and running mm. wild with it and going crazy. 
and childhood. So it's about girlhood, was... right? Not just childhood, it's about girlhood. Yes. And I was like, I'm definitely closer to the, the daughter's mindset. But that was the beauty of Barbie is that I got to remember like, okay, this is what it feels like it means to kind of separate, separate away from that semi just pessimistic yes. state and re-embrace girlhood and joy and fun. Well, I'm getting a notification. My dumb thing is going to cut me off. I don't know why. I have never had to do this yeah. before. Oh, no. I'm going to start using Zoom. But we never touched on Weird Barbie and Weird Barbie is super important. <laughs> oh my goodness. She's so important. Love, loved uh, McKinnon. Is the... I loved Weird Barbie. Yeah. I, an odd, incredible, the moment where she was like, you can choose. And she said, no, you, you have to want to know. Take the Birkenstock. Um, so funny. So great. I almost feel like we could have, when she first, her entrance straight out of the gate was so strong. That character and Kate and however they connected together. So strong. And then I almost feel like we could have gone a little she farther. She kind of dropped out. I felt that. I was like, we could have, we could yeah, have like, really the circle, like felt sort of a, a lessening of weird Barbie towards the end. And I think if I could have asked for anything in the movie, there were a few things. That's definitely one of them is I felt like weird Barbie got less weird and she could have, she could have been the weirdest weirdest oddest craziest freaking thing in the whole world we would have loved her because we all knew exactly what that was we all had that barbie you know she could have been missing an arm mine <laughs> was mine were multiple um but yeah what were your well the amazing other, thing about oh, weird barbie is because she'd been through some stuff she is the one who the only one in barbie land who knew reality she's the only one so that whenever they needed real and even though they're like oh we don't want to go talk to her but whenever they needed reality whenever they needed guidance of any kind they had to go to somebody who had been through some stuff to help guide them you know to help it's crazy even in the magical barbie world the Barbies still pre Margot Robbie Barbie's whole thing. They still had someone in that world to do that for them. That's crazy. Actually, up until just now, haven't thought so much about what that meant. But even when everything was perfect in Barbie world, they had someone to help them. Someone wiser who had been through some stuff, who had seen some things. That's why we need to rely on each other as women, especially women who, oh, they, they, but they've been through some stuff. They can tell you. They can teach you. They can mm -hmm. tell you. So my character was Gloria that I related to. Who did you relate to most? I think I'm. I think I'm somewhere between, um, Gloria's daughter, and it's it's tricky because I feel like it's hard not to be a little, if not pes, it's not quite pessimistic, but it's not sunshines and roses, right? Um, so there's a, there's a bit of that, but at the same time, I wanted so desperately, and I still do every day, I want to be Barbie, you know, I want to be that blind to what everyone else thinks, and so confident in myself, <laughs> that it doesn't, it doesn't even matter, Ooh, and I realized part of the, part of what we saw in the Barbie movie is, that's not always a good thing, you need to be able to take in 
you know, what's happening around you to some degree. Otherwise, you know, but at the same time, you need to know when to put up your blinders. Uh, blinders. blinders. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to make horse a, things. A horse, <laughs> horse things, blinders, and just have enough faith in who you are and know, no, that's who I am. That's what I do to and every single Barbie from jump, it was made clear all these Barbies know their worth and they know they're good at what they do. And whenever they get praise or accolades, they they say, I deserved it because they I know. know. I know. And when you're a kid, you do like or you at least you see things that way. It's not until you like think that there's all these things wrong with you. Like as you get older and things like that, that you're like, oh, maybe I you get the imposter syndrome or whatever it is. Like, oh, I don't really deserve this. I it, I'm not good enough for this. Which is funny because if you think of weird Barbie, who's like the one that everyone's like, Ugh. weird Barbie mm -hmm. does not care. Weird Barbie, mm -hmm. she fully knows that she's weird. She knows <laughs> that she's crazy. She she like owns it. I kind of think that's what happens at the end when she gets like a little less weird and a little bit more. She's like owning her weirdness towards the end. Like she's like, I gotta re. I think I've gotta rewatch that and look a little more because I deeper into weird Barbie. Yeah, I wanna I wanna look a little deeper into weird Barbie. It's also all the other Barbies very clearly communicate. All their lines are clearly written as though kids were talking to each other, you know? Yeah. Hi, Barbie. What are you doing tonight? Just a big blowout party. Nothing much. You know, like, that's how kids... Yeah. But, real, but Weird Barbie has kind of an adult's speak, an adult vernacular and way of talking. I've got I've to rewatch for some, some more Weird Barbie analysis, I think yeah yeah she has that real life experience hey <laughs> here's a good question did yeah. whatever purpose the barbie movie was made for did it serve its purpose it's kind of like oh. what was this ties right i didn't know it till this moment this ties right into the what was I made for by Billie Eilish? The, like the theme song of the, did, oh. did Barbie serve her purpose, but did the Barbie movie serve its purpose? Just like, did does Barbie serve its purpose? Did the Barbie movie serve its purpose? I, right off the bat, will argue yes, 110%. I think Barbie, Barbie the story served its purpose I think I think that's actually the part that maybe served its purpose the least. I think more importantly, and this of course is because I work in this industry, um, I think the huge amazing purpose of Barbie was, yes, a female-centered, female-directed film can be huge huge and it mm. will rake in money and it will get people back in theaters and it will be that thing that restarts you know kind of this industry especially in the middle of a strike when they could mid mid promo they had to stop and they couldn't have their actors in. and still we went out in droves for this movie so I would actually, I'm, I'm much of the opinion of the opinion that the purpose of the Barbie movie was to show, yes, we can do this. This is, this is a worthwhile thing for production companies to be putting money into. 
Barbie phenomenon is better in terms of inclusivity. And I also don't want to knock, you know, this Barbie had its moments where it really acknowledged and read itself for filth and be like, oh no, we know, we know what we're doing here. We know who we are. We're not clueless, which is helpful. It helps to be aware and, you know, punch at yourself, as they say. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. I thought it was cool how Mattel probably, you know, you know, joke joked on themselves quite a bit. Mattel's like, yeah, we have made some really stupid choices. <laughs> we could do a lot better. I liked the end when they're like, ordinary Barbie. And he's like, we're not doing that. And then the other guy's like, actually, financially, I think that's going to work. And that's just like the movie. Like, Barbie uh-huh. movie. Actually, uh-huh. financially, that's going to be amazing. Like, ordinary Barbie. That's and they all went, whoa, what if, the, you know, yeah. What if yeah. yes. you don't have to be perfection to be awesome. In fact, we like, <sighs> we like the reality. Even mm-hmm. Barbie realized she likes the reality. You know, that's what's interesting. That's what keeps adults engaged. Yeah, it was, there were some good juicy nuggets in that. Like if you really took time, you could pick it apart for hours like you go scene by scene and oh my goodness what was your favorite what was your favorite scene in the whole movie Uh, i think i have to do real quick top three the very opening (laughs) when it's you know just desolate and little girls and even even before that before that you're right that that was just is there and all the girls kind of they go, oh, enough with the baby dolls. Oh, We're it was so funny. Dolls. So funny. And they like throw the, they like, like crush the baby dolls. And I'm like, oh, God. from and the, the Barbie. So hilarious. So funny. Like, it's only fun to take care of babies for so long. Ask your mother or something like that. Yeah. I know. And it's totally joking on it too, because I'm sure when Barbie first came out, like when the, when it first came out, they're probably like, you're trying to teach them not to be womanly. You're yeah. trying to teach them not to be mothers. Like Barbie's more fun is it? But you know what? So you told us that you're you're giving us your top three scenes, right? And the first scene you mentioned was the opening scene when, for years and years, the only toy girls played with were baby dolls. And then the giant Barbie, and they're smashing their babies, and it's hilarious. That is a really hilarious scene. It's so funny. It's so funny. And then after that, I think second would be, I love a good, as we were talking about earlier, whiplash. And that last, that last scene where she goes, hi, I'm Barbara Handler, and I'm here to see my gynecologist. Oh, that was so funny, and too. They open, they open with a huge oh, laugh. They end with a huge laugh. Huge, huge laugh. Oh, my goodness. And it's such a great, you know, we... We all cringe at the gynecologist, but she's so excited. Yeah. She's she's so pumped to be. It's hilarious. And it's just a perfect ending, I think. And then I would have to say, I just loved, there's no real, I mean, that there is, but the, the message isn't nearly as strong, but the cinematography behind that montage as they move through the world. Yeah, girlhood the montage of girlhood right oh, the, ce- and I just the celebration love, like, of what it is to be a girl and what it is to grow from a girl into a woman it's so fun it's 
clear, clearly it's so fun because we all had so much fun when it happened in the movie. And then it happened again. We were excited every single time. I just loved, loved that. And I loved the singing. Oh, yeah. And in a movie powerful. where I have so many favorite scenes, I think those were my three top. But I just, I loved so much of the film. Yeah, so but, good. Yeah. There's, there's so many good, like I said, so many good parts that you could just draw some stuff. Like, I want to go through the script and, like, line by line, just read it and be like, ooh, I missed that. Ooh, I missed that. Because there's some good stuff in there. All right. I want to be able to watch with this pausing ability so that I can pause and rewind and play. And yeah. And play. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's a good question. <laughs> Okay. The bit, I, I feel like the big reason why this caused so many feels and so many people was the nostalgia and like just the connection is people made a connection to the movie, to the characters. They made a connection to the story. They made a connection to their own childhood, their inner child and nostalgia. Like, so if there's another nostalgic item from your childhood, if you can think of something that's like super nostalgic for you from your childhood, what nostalgic item what other nostalgic item needs to be made into a movie? This is a great question, Jordy. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't even know if I can think of it right. But, but when I thought of this question, I was like, yes. <laughs> that is. That a cabbage is patch a dolls? Good. I don't know. I loved my cabbage patch doll. <laughs> Did I love it quite as much as I love my Barbies? I don't know. Um, right? I don't know. This is um, kind of like why this... Toy Story was huge because it pulled on everybody's heartstrings, and you because know, it didn't I... touch on masculinity, the even the guys liked it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Good lord. This is just. This one was a just. It just wasn't for the boys, the the masculine masculine boys. Oh, and that really killed them. I, you said nostalgic item from my childhood, and this isn't a toy, but on it. Sounds good. It's bamboo. Oh, I wish I could write the name right now. Some, recently I did a beach day, and one of my friends brought that, and the smell just took me <laughs> all the way back to being a kid. Hmm. Um, and, oh, I absolutely lost my mind. Oh, you know what? It sucks because I'm going to remember it right after we're done <laughs> that's how it always works uh, it's kind of like isn't that isn't that how it the jo smell of johnson and johnson's baby shampoo like yes. how does everybody know what that smells like <laughs> or you know like it's, it's that super oh. you're way too young for this but gack there's this gross slimy it it's nowadays gack. slime it was called gack like g-a-k gack but it was slime it was slime back in my childhood days. And then, you know, fast forward 20 years, 20 plus years, and they have slime everywhere. And it's still disgusting, and I hate it all. But <laughs> it's not as fun. Oh, when, yeah. I'm sure oh. I probably liked it when I was little. But then now, if my kids ever wanted to play with it, I was like, no. 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 Oh, banana boat. Banana boat. Banana 100%. When you're talking about banana the bamboo, boat. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Banana boat. Yes. Banana boat sunscreen. Someone brought it and the smell just, I almost cried from the smell of sunscreen. I remember. And like, I, I don't know how you bottle that up and put it into a movie, but oh my goodness, that or 
I don't know. I think we could do something crazy with um, tree, the time-traveling treehouse kids. Oh, and I can't remember them either. Time-traveling wow. treehouse kids? What are you talking about? But then you'll say it, and I'll be like, oh. Uh, I, oh, my goodness. They had a whole book series, Magic Treehouse. Oh, did you? Did I read it? I I know it, but I don't know if I ever read it as a kid. Like, there's other ones I read. The Sweet Valley Twins. I read all of those. <laughs> oh, I didn't read that. It's because I'm way I older uh, than you. Um, I the I Boxcar Children. I read the Box Boxcar Children a little bit. Of that. Um, do you know what was an older? I think an older series that I was weirdly into. The was it the Bobsy twins? I don't remember that one either. But like I said, you way younger than I am. I was I was probably in like yeah. high school, going into college in your like heyday childhood years. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It, you know, my most nostalgic item, and I don't know how they'd ever make my stuffed blue elephant named peanuts into a movie but that would be a pretty intense cry worthy movie for me as if peanuts were a <laughs> were a stuff were a movie yeah. well and here's the crazy thing i mean kind of tangential but did you see they're now working on a i believe i could be wrong i think they're working on a polly pocket movie oh that was a big one for me and i I loved my Polly Pockets. But I wasn't crazy for Polly Pockets. It's because you had the lame Polly Pockets. By the time you came around, they made them all safe and they were (laughs) lame. When I had Polly Pockets, they were in these like teeny little clamshells and they were like these teeny little things. And my little sister legitimately stuck a Polly Pocket in her ear. And for years she had ear problems and we didn't know what was going wrong. You know, they did all kinds of things trying to like cure her ear infections and her ear problems and then years later they finally go to a doctor a specialist who's like there's something in her ear and they pull it out and there's like blood and like all this horribleness and there's a poly pocket in her ear for years (laughs) oh my goodness oh my oh my gosh that's insane (laughs) there was a poly pocket in her Polly Pockets must have been smaller when you were young. They were teeny. Because I don't think I could have fit one in my And they were awesome. They were teeny, but they fit in these little, like, clamshells. And you could take them anywhere you went. They were were to fit in your pocket. And then you took them wherever you went. And then you had your little play set with you that you could play with. It was fantastic. Until kids put them in their noses and ears and who knows what else. Yeah. And then they had to make them a little bigger because they realized (laughs) they were not safe. (sighs) Good Lord. All right, so I always end every episode with a three by three, and what that usually means is the three takeaways in three minutes or less. And so from this, for this case, I want the three best takeaways from this conversation and or movie in three minutes or less. Oh, okay. Do I get a second to, to think? Yeah, yeah, process, process, process. What are our three best takeaways from Barbie the movie and or this conversation? I maybe I'll start with one. My my number one or you know one of the three takeaways would be perfection is not reality and even though reality can be more painful than perfection it can also be real and happier because it's real. Right? Oh, absolutely. And it's and it's just more interesting. You know, it's, perfection gets boring. There's no room to grow. There's no 
change. There's nothing fresh or excited. It's perfection means like we've perfected it. We can't touch it anymore. Mm-hmm. Reality much more. Oh, just, just interesting. Cause it's dynamic. Mm-hmm. That's a very good one. I think I, not that, not that I guess I didn't kind of realize it, but I've got to shout out Benna on this one because I didn't really simply, you know, kind of realize and put together Ken's not the villain, he's the victim. Yeah. A victim of you his know, own insecurities. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that's got to be one of mine is I just wasn't able to succinctly put it together in my brain like that. Mm-hmm. And Ken and is not really all did. men. Like that's where the disconnect, a lot of disconnect happens. Ken does not represent all men. Ken Absolutely. represents anyone. Like it, like you said, how he represents women in all other, or not all other, but lots of other movies where there are male leads and women are just side characters, you know? Like he represents women. He represents anyone who does not know who they are. Anyone who feels like they do not exist without someone else, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, the more we talk about Ken like this, the more I start to think, well, one, I think that a lot of people got hung up on gender within this movie. Yeah. And that's not the point. Anyone, the the point of Barbie was much more to be like, anyone can be anyone. And you may see yourself represented in all sorts of different characters, regardless of how you identify and how they identify. That's not where the connections lie that's just part of you know that's a separate thing people got i think a little too people who were upset about the movie focused a little too much on genders yeah the way you were describing this now i also think it and i don't know if this is intentional but i also think that mothers can relate to ken a bit when they have, you know, they have, mothers will have a kid and yeah. that kind of can very easily become their whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. then your kid comes up and wants to go explore themselves and be Barbie. And that's really scary because now you, you don't have that other person that you can put all your attention on. Yeah. Yeah. You have to figure out who you are. And to that point, you may have to figure out who you are multiple times in your life. You know, you find yourself, you lose yourself, you find yourself again. Yeah, 100%. So true. And like I said before, I feel like Alan was a better representation of the regular man than Ken ever would have been. Ken is not representative of men. Ken is representative of whoever relates to him. And he's representative of anyone who doesn't know who they are who is insecure, who feels like they only exist in connection with somebody else, right? Losing them, whether it be their own children, whether it be a significant other, whether it be a job, whether it be, you know, or a title or anything like that. that. It doesn't have to be a human. It can be tied to, yeah, a job, an identity, an ideal that you're trying to achieve or that you've projected out into the world mm-hmm. of who you are, it's that's a much broader, I think, better version or definition of who is Ken. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
And then our third takeaway. Yeah. I would say patriarchy is not. <laughs> Screw the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> All women Supreme Court. <laughs> I mean, it worked in Barland. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I I agree though. Somewhere somewhere along those lines. Um, and I think I'll go a little from the flip. Look at look at how great and successful and amazing a non male project was. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that show us something? You know, yeah. it was not made by males. It was not made for males. It was made by females for females. It was about the beauty of girlhood and womanhood, and it was wildly wildly successful and it just shows that womanhood and girlhood and all of those things should be celebrated like we should be able to hold on to those and not be embarrassed by them you go ahead (laughs) thank you i would say uh, absolutely and it's just you if you identify with that perfect the movie is for you Mm -hmm. that that was the beauty of it is Technically speaking, it didn't exclude anybody. People chose not to, you know, join in and be a part of it. But the movie was saying, no, no, no. If if you identify with this experience, come experience. Even if you don't, the, the posters all said, if you love Barbie, if you hate Barbie, this movie's for you. You know. Yeah. But look at. Look at what we can do when we don't focus and cater to a male gaze. Yeah. Other lenses are important. That's fear. Who would have, it's almost like, who would have thought? Yeah. We'll all come watch a movie of us, you know? Yeah. It was, it was a goodie. I, I think it was a good thing and I'm glad that well, I went to see it. I'm glad I took my daughters to see it. I'm glad that I had this conversation with you about the wonder that is the Barbie movie. And before hey, before absolutely. I leave, I I have to put you through my my tradition. I forgot to do this on one episode and I felt terrible. But every episode I ask you if you're in a safe place to put your hands over your chest and close your eyes and repeat after me. I matter. I matter. I am loved. I am loved. I am enough. I am enough. I should have said Kenough just because, you know, the movie, but we'll leave it at that. I just loved it where I thought it and I thought, no, this is such a beautiful moment. (laughs) Well, I hope you have a fabulous night and I'm very excited for the strike to bring great things so that you can get back to work in fair and wonderful ways. And thank you so much for having this discussion with me tonight, Ronnie. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. And it was so great to get to catch up and chat with you a little bit. Yes. Yes. And you're always welcome here. Anytime I already told you that and I, Devani's she's coming to not far from me or well, relatively not far for college. And I told her I have a guest room. She's always welcome. <laughs> you should you should let her know again because she's already there. She's she's on the East Coast, so 
she might hit you up on that. Or maybe you don't let her know because I have a feeling she'll hit you up very quickly. <laughs> no, she, I, she, I gave her my phone number. I told her. I told her. <laughs> oh, I'll remind her. I'll remind her when I tell her about this podcast. But Excellent. She has an option. So see you guys. Excellent. Well, well, we'd love to have her. And you take care. <laughs> tell everybody hi. Tell your parents hi. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Bye. Talk to you. Have a good night. You as well.